Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. And we are going live. All right, guys, thanks for joining us here at Bowtech Archery. Uh, we have two special guests here, uh, Dave and Chris, uh, joining us from Bowhunter Planet. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. So Absolutely. you put together a pretty impressive project that we're going to start uh, alluding to in a little bit. Um, first off, I mean, you guys' show has been incredibly popular. Uh, just kind of what kind of got you guys started doing what you guys are doing i mean the inspiration behind it because i mean you obviously had a desire to do it and obviously you gained a ton of traction so what's kind of the secret for a lot of those people wanting to do the same thing uh well you know bow planet's been a, a dream come true for us i mean I, I to be honest it came up with the idea in 2009 and ever since then the platform of having uh um a website that was based on no specific major sponsors was a big deal for a long time and getting uh new and uh, people into the the community to uh, share their moments and share everything was a big deal. For me at the time, it was all about having a place for my friends to put things. And it kind of turned into a place for us to showcase the amateur hunter and the people who are actually buying the products that you guys are selling and other companies are selling. There's, there's people on TV that are great, good people, but they're not always what drives people to buy a bow. And we wanted to make sure that we were capturing what it was those people were looking to do and what they needed in order to make their purchase and, uh, that's where Test Lab was born from Bowhunter Planet, and that's become a really big deal over the past, um, going on, you know, nine, ten years here soon. <laughs> it's getting longer and longer. But um, that was the traction. I think having the concept of the amateur hunter was a big deal for us back then. Uh, we, we, there wasn't many people doing that back then, and we've really uh, drawn to that. Um, and our, our logo has a symbol on it of, uh, you know, a guy holding a bow up. That, and it's really important because that symbolizes what it's all about. It's the heritage, it's the love for bow hunting. And this, this concept of Bowhunter Planet has been great um, platform to do that and to bring on new experiences and new people into the industry. Well, I have a lot of respect for it because I know that's kind of one of the things nowadays where back in the day you'd have to go to uh, you know, a friend or family member saying, hey, what do you recommend on this? Where nowadays you hop on a, a computer, pull it up, and it's something where you're catering to everybody, including, you know, kind of the millennials, the guys getting into it that want to do our, they, they want the best product out there regardless of what it is. So they're looking for reviews firsthand, unbiased opinion. I, that's why I have a lot of respect for you because you do a lot for a lot of different companies. So you can come across as a honest, if the product sucks, you're probably going to allude to that. If it's awesome, you're going to allude to that. So I think it's, I think you have a really cool platform that you can come from where it's relatable as well. Thank you. Yeah, so. for sure. And, you know, we have a big thing with our products that if you see it on the show, it's something we like. If it's not on the show, there's a reason for it. That's perfect. So. 
because there's a lot of people out there that will just kind of sell out to whoever will give the product. So I, I really respect that. And that's the cool thing is you featured multiple of our products. So we're honored to have that, uh, that green light from you guys. So I think that's really important. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, it's important to work with companies who also will work with you on different projects. This project we're going to talk about here soon is a big one that Botech. Uh, I, t I took them the idea and they, they love the idea. And, uh, you know, that's the, these are the things I'm looking for with companies. Just, you know, what can we do to work with any brand, right? But to come up with an idea that we can do something fun and, and uh, innovative um, and go with it. So the prep work behind this specific project that we're going to get to, that's not just like, hey, let's go out in the back and shoot a 10-minute video. I mean, this probably, how, how long ago did you come up with this idea? This idea has been resonating with me for about three years, to be honest. Three uh, years. Three years. I've been, I've been looking at this project for three years, and um, the whole time I've been just trying to find the right people to get involved with to make it happen. That's pretty much how uh, it went down. I knew it was going to take a lot to do it. I've already done one uh, for a different um, commodity, I guess, a crossbow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that it was going to be a lot of work. I wouldn't have taken it on if I didn't find the right uh, companies to work with to make that happen. So you were waiting for the proper time. You were waiting for an individual like Chris to come along too, right? There's yeah. no doubt about that. Exactly. So Chris, you <laughs> shoot competitive. Um, yeah. What what uh, what bracket do you shoot? Like ASA, IBO. So primarily, I shoot NFAA stuff. So I'm a. Gotcha. I'm a so uh, I I actually got my start shooting 3D at the state and local level kind of stuff. Uh, okay. I've never really traveled nationally for that, but. Uh, found spots and that kind of became uh, my passion so I've, I've done that extensively had got the opportunity to travel a lot with that so see that's perfect for this for this project because nfa you guys are you got it's all about consistency for you guys so the mental game is really i mean you can be phenomenally talented but you have to have that consistency every single time to be delivering so that's sounds like a perfect fit yeah, it's funny because I met Chris. Uh, I was at a local archery shop. Uh, it was called Rising Phoenix, and they do a lot of target um, training on how to shoot. And Chris was him and his wife were trainers at there. And I, I brought my wife and my son up there to teach my son how to shoot a little bit. And I, I got paired with them, and they kind of walked us through the whole process to get a, a youth involved. And uh, they taught my son a lot of great things. But it kind of like clicked in me when I met Chris and his wife. I'm like, man, these guys are good at this, right? And they're they're uh, the right age. And like, I like I got to talk to this guy a little bit more, you know, for different projects I'm working on for BHP. And that's kind of how that was born, that relationship. So once you found Chris, as far as you have the shooter, uh, I mean, as far as getting choosing the bow and setting everything up, how long did it take you to shoot this whole project? I would say this project was probably eight months in the making. Eight months. And I would say what, uh, you know, trying to figure out a lot of the aspects. And uh, one of the reasons we brought Bowtech into this this realm of this was because they're award-winning bow this year. And I thought that was important because if the bow was that great, which we're talking about the Rain 6, um, we wanted to showcase what that thing could do. And when I talked to Bowtech about that, um, they had a lot of interest in doing that, and they jumped in right away and said, let's do it. You know, we're in. Let's go for it. And I think that was one of my inspirations was getting that from the team there and to help do it faster and, like, try to really push it home at the end there. Because, you know, it, like I said, if you don't get the right support, it gets it becomes hard. So once once Botech was in, then I had to look at everything else, uh, walk on archery targets, uh, special thanks to them for providing. 
I mean, you have to have a, a huge wall to do what we did of target systems um, in order to do that. Uh, Vanguard outdoors for the spotting scopes, the binoculars. You, you, I mean, that kind of stuff isn't isn't cheap. You can't just go oh, buy it every day. Um, so we had to get that halo with the range finders because you got to be able to get the ranges. Um, and, and there's a lot of little stuff in there, XX2i, just simple things that you don't think about, Polaris on ATVs. Just be able to move around a set is, is critical in these kind of situations. And, uh, and, and, and having the right gear in the right place makes sense. Black Eagle arrows, <laughs> you know, you can never have too many arrows in a scenario like this. That's for Yeah, sure. that's true. Keep the trips to a minimum. So as far as uh, before we jump into this, like your guys' hunting season, obviously, you know, this is way outside because most of your reviews will be like, hey, as a hunting bow, as a target bow. But for what you guys did, that's completely different. So even just on the hunting side, how has that been as far as your guys' season going um, with just your past experiences? Hate talk about my hunting season. <laughs> it's been so horrible. No, I got a doe. I was very happy this year so far, and that was fun. But uh, I was waiting for we're waiting for a couple nice shooter bucks that we would call them. And, and no offense to anybody who doesn't go for just shooter bucks, it's fine. But we've been really hunting this property and trying to locate these what they call big bucks. And um, uh, there's one buck in particular I've been trying to get my hands on called Ghost, and uh, Ghost. it's like a 70. It's a very very big buck, and this is in Michigan, so. Uh, it's very hard to find these generally in Michigan. And um, so I've been I've been trying to go after it, but the problem is it just got so hot so fast. And what I'm hearing now in the in the field from uh, my fellow uh, teammates is that uh, there's deer moving now, and it's, of course, the worst time for us. So it's trying to get out into the field now during a working week is not going to happen. So And I got plans for the next two weeks. So I'm kind of a little bit upset that the rut is starting to begin right now. Um, I was hoping a couple weeks out from now, but... Um, how about you? Time is my biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got I've had so much work to do with with my job. I mean, I'm spending days getting other people ready for bow hunting that my time is very rare at best. So, I mean, I've gotten to sit a couple times, had a couple opportunities at, at good-sized does, but right now it's just a little too early in the season for me in my area to to bust it with a doe. But um, I've got some, again, I've got some shooter deer, not uh no 170 class, but I've got a guy out in my area that we call, we're calling him Bulletproof, because he's actually been shot twice. No way. Uh, he's, I shot him once. he's been shot by my neighbor another time. We both put good shots on him, but he keeps showing up on trail cameras. Wow. I don't even know what's going that's, on with this deer. He's, I'm pretty sure he's immortal. but that's, He's like nine lives. Okay. I, have, exactly. I have no idea, but Just we've seen him. Left. Yeah, I saw him on opening day, but he was about 72 yards away, so... Uh, you, you never know when you're going to see yeah. deer like that. And that's the problem with deer hunting. Everybody knows that. I mean, you got to be out at the right time. And, you know, you, everybody on this watching this knows that. I mean, it's the right time, the right place. It's just how it's got to be with the big buck if that's what you're going for. Um, actually, this year was one of my favorite years, though. I did experience uh, my son getting his second deer. He's only eight years old. So that was oh, really Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And then also my uh, no boom of the other uh, owners here. His son got his first uh, buck, actually. A nice little six-point, was it? Six? Yeah six point the same the, the night before so it was really a magical moment to see those kids get those deer and, and make that happen um it's just exciting and what crossbows have done nowadays with excalibur from you guys striker allows kids to do that they can't pull you know more than eight ten pounds you know yeah. on a bow so pretty cool and it gets them hooked i mean that's something where we have to pass it on uh to the next generation it's oh it's, for sure it's funny that you mentioned as far as just you know trying to balance everything out for the viewers 
it's incredibly, it's such a blessing being able to work in the industry that we love, but when it's our time that we want to get out there, at the same time, it's the busiest for us. So people are like, man, I wish I could, you know, work at, at Bowtech or what you guys are doing. But that's the tough <laughs> part is it's that double-edged sword, man. We get to eat, breathe, and sleep it all year round, but when it's so time it's to get vacation. out. Exactly, yeah. Vacation to hunt. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what this project was about was, because you mentioned you reached out to us. We thought you guys were absolutely insane, but it was something that we hadn't really seen before. So we're like, let's roll with it. So, And that's the cool thing is, what you mentioned as far as just the awards, the Rain Six has been a fantastic bow for us, which we knew early on, but we just we didn't think it was gonna the totality that the way it was received um, is very humbling. So when you reached out to us saying, "Hey, we think this is the perfect bow for this project," um, we agreed with you. But man, you guys really pushed it to its limit. So uh, why don't you guys kind of talk to us as far as the inspiration behind it, what your goal was that you wanted to achieve, and how close you came to achieving that goal. So the original idea was we were calling it the 400. So okay. basically we wanted to take a compound bow. We wanted to take a target shooter that was going to be a steady shooter like Chris. And we wanted to see if we could hit a balloon at 400 yards. I mean, pretty simple concept. But when you really look at the distance, it changes your mindset when you actually see it. Oh, yeah. So we, um, the, the ultimate goal was to go 400 yards. Um, but the problems we ran into were locations uh, machines like UTVs, ATVs getting around. So, um, we had a lot of issues with that, but the original goal, um, was going to be 400 yards. Um, and Chris, you, I mean, you kind of thought it could be done, right? At the... Yeah. I mean, I was actually, I mean, going into it, I was pretty confident about the shot. I mean, uh, the equipment that we had, the, the setup we were using with the bow, the arrows, um, the different, the, the ripcord supplied us a, an amazing target rest that gave me a lot of amazing options and tuning options with that bow. Um, and I mean, that, that sight was amazing too. Let's <laughs> you talk you also talking about the black yeah. gold sight. I'm said. pretty sure that was like Thanks, the first Dustin. thing I, I thanked for was that sight to go along with it. But um, that black gold target sight is, was, was amazing. I mean, with what it let me do. But I mean, looking at the package that we had put together, I was, I was super confident going into the 400. Um, when we we made it out to the the venue that gave us the 400 yards, um, initially we had a little hiccups. I mean, this is Michigan; we're not a huge hilly state, but we did have some land masses in the way. But uh, we ended up. What was that thing we were on top of? I don't even know we shot off a platform. Yeah, I was to ask about the platform because at the end of the video, our viewers will see us like, "What are they doing?" But yeah, you're from an elevated position. I mean, you could tell we that had there was to some... elevate. There's a hill. There was a hill we had yeah. to shoot over to get to the shot off the, this is the so the first time we kind of made the error that we probably should have filmed the first 400 at the new the location we ended up right. doing the, the other one the 325 at mm -hmm. but we we didn't know at the time we couldn't do it we thought we could do it but we had to like i mean the lots of private lot we had to like tear out like trees and stuff to get to even get 400 that's how far it was so hard to manipulate that this the land more than i thought it'd be because of the hill and it caused all these issues in time and you know, you start at 7 a.m., the next thing you know, it's like 10 o'clock, and you're not even taking the single shot. So we're like, man, we got to get moving. And then and then on top of it, during the 400, um, the UTV was pushing some trees out of the way, and, and a branch got up in, underneath it and pulled the whole harness system out, the whole thing. The whole thing shut off. And we're like, what are we going to do? Now we have to walk it. We have to walk back and forth to retrieve arrows and turn cameras on. It became a huge mess. Yeah. And uh, I got nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, I don't know, you know, what this, what's gonna happen here because I don't know how we're gonna, you know, without a, a UTV or something to go back oh, yeah. and forth. 
that kind of distance, you know, I mean, with cameras running and batteries sucking down and memory cards, I mean, it, it, it got nerve wracking to be honest. I was like, and then, you know, he started letting them fly at like a hundred yards, just smoking them, smoking a hundred yards, 200 yards all the way back. And then he's like, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go full hundred. I'm like, wow. All right, let's do it. You know? So we get, we get up top of this platform. He shoots about 15 shots, not a single shot got anywhere near the, the, we're like, is it going over? Is it going under? And so they all came up short about, I don't know, we were 30. Up, yeah. We were, we were looking about 30 yards short was I think our closest one to the target. So then we measured his degree of angle and that was another thing we start playing with. And we turned out that he could only get, what was the degree, the max you could do? I think, think the most I could, I could without hurting myself, which was the biggest concern. Cause I mean, being a target shooter, I, I hover right around that 58 to 60 pounds. I really yeah. don't mess with a lot more than that. Uh, and I even, I even hunt with that same poundage to maintain that. So, but uh, to get what we were doing, we were, I was an inch longer on draw length and I was set at 72 pounds. I mean, that bow would make about 70, 72 pounds. So um, uh, just to prevent injury, I mean, the only options I had was about a, a 30 to 35 degree angle. I mean, 45, we all know, you learn that in physics in high school, that that's going to be your longest shot. But I, I don't challenge anybody to do this. But yeah, if you really was... think about it, like a 45 degree angle with an executed shot using a back tension release, and if you're doing it properly, you're going to run a lot of risks of injury. So I kind of knew what my limits were, so we had to, back it up at that point a little bit so that's how we ended up what did we end up at 356 yeah, yeah. 356. We, we hit the system so the target system set up we actually hit it four shots hit the hit the target so it didn't hit the balloon in the middle but hit four shots on it so technically that is the furthest shot on a target that we've seen um that yeah. he actually was aiming at so that's why you know it's amazing that he could do it but he did hover in about 12 arrows in the 370 zone. So I think the max for that bow at that poundage, at that draw length is probably around 370. Three, three, we weren't getting 400. Yeah. yeah, we weren't getting I mean, If you go to 80, right, you can keep going. I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, but at that range, trying to actually aim at a point is what he was trying to do with this. Hey guys, Dave from the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We're looking for cool hunting stories from you. We want to hear your stories. If you have a cool story and you want to submit it for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at team at bowhunterplanet.com with your story. There's a good chance you could be invited onto the podcast. Hey, enjoying the hunt. Back to the show, the Bowhunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. Well, let's go ahead and roll the video. Let's let's uh, hide it no more and show these viewers what you guys have been working on for so long. Hi, I'm Dave Thomas from and what's it going right, to take to make an amazing long-distance shot with accuracy? Well, first you need a Bowtech Rain 6, a target shooter. Some arrows, some Black Eagle arrows, walk-on archery targets to build your wall. You're gonna need some Vanguard optics to see what you're doing, and to get your ranges, a Halo rangefinder. And also, you need to get back and forth a lot, so we're using the Polaris Sportsman to do that. Check it out here live on this episode of Boner Plant TV. A shot like this takes a ton of patience, the time to practice, and the ability to hone it in. I mean, the bow technology is gonna play a huge role as well, I and mean, you have to be able to check your equipment and sometimes you have to make changes on the fly. My name is Krishner, and I shoot competitive archery. 
The Bowhunter Planet team came to me and asked me to try this shot. I thought it would be fun to try, and I'm very rarely one to turn down a challenge, so this was definitely one that I knew was going to be for the record books and well worth the uh, effort it was going to take to put into it to make a great shot. So we chose the Bowtech Rain 6 because of the overdrive binary cam system. Not only did the Bowtech Rain 6 have all these great awards, but we also chose it because of the technology. The overdrive binary cam system allows for the tuning of the bow to the shooter, which is extremely important. Oh! Bowtech's one of the only companies that allows you to truly tune the cam lean for perfect horizontal knock travel, which at distances like this is critical. Alright guys, we just got done shooting a 325 yard shot on target. Chris was able to hit a balloon. This was the money shot, as they would say. Number nine. But that wasn't the ninth shot. Yeah, <laughs> I, no. wish, I wish no. it was. But Chris, tell us how you how you think you managed to hit the shot. <laughs> so this one was uh, this one was difficult for sure. I mean, there's a tree way off in the distance, the tallest tree. I put my knuckle on that tree and made slight adjustments half degree left to right to try to hit that one. But uh, but yeah, no, we finally got the combination uh, to get a hit right in there. Um, the, the cool thing about this that was able to do it is I was able to shoot the arrow combination that I want. Being a target shooter, I knew that a little weaker arrow for me tends to group a little bit better at longer distances. So uh, in order to in order to shoot a full hundred spine arrow, I mean, I was shooting it at over 70 pounds. I mean, but the overdrive binary system and the, and the yoke system on this allows me to really fine tune the bows so that I can really get that little extra perfect tune out of it. I mean, to get a bullet hole out of this bow is very simple. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, to do this shot, we, we incorporated um, a whole bunch of great companies to help us out with this, including obviously Bowtech with the new Rain 6 award-winning bow. Um, like Chris said, it, it gives you that perfect tunability and it allows you to uh, put that shot on perfectly. I mean, I, I'm not so sure you could do this shot with just any bow. That's the point here. We picked the best of the best on purpose. Uh, the Black Gold Company and Ripcord, those two providing uh, you know the sight to be able to see, especially when we were within the range that you could actually put it on the target and shoot. Uh, but amazing products here. Uh, also want to thank uh, Black Eagle Arrows. Uh, also want to thank Walk-On Archery Targets. We needed this backstop. This is not easy to do. You have to have a lot of tall targets to be able to do that. Um, our friends at Vanguard for providing uh, all the optics we needed uh, to make this happen. You gotta be able to spot and see what's going on. Luminox for giving us some Luminox to use to be able to see as well. Uh, and also the Halo Rangefinder Company uh, owned by Synergy. So thanks to those guys for allowing us to see the exact yardage and make it a lot easier for us. Back in the day, we'd use the tapes and roll and it just took forever. So really uh, hats off to that. Uh, Chris, excellent job on this. Uh, again, it was so hard to do. And I do wanna say that on our last attempt at the 400, Chris actually was able to hit uh, a target system um, at 356 yards. So really, I think you've kind of got the longest distance shots right now on target right. in history, I think with a compound bow. And this is 325 on a balloon. Hey guys, check it out online, uh, bowhunterplane.com. Make sure you go to Bowtech Archery and check out what they got. The Bowtech Range 6 is a sweet bow for 17, and I'm sure they got great stuff coming out in 18. We'll see you next time.
and we're back. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that video. I certainly did. Dude, that was amazing. 325. You did it? That, that was the best part of the video. I mean, did you? <laughs> that was the first hit. I mean, there was kind of that booyah. You're at back, you see that balloon pop, and all of a sudden that moment hit. They're like, hey, we're doing this. Man, I tell you what, I, 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 it happened a lot faster than I thought it would, to be honest. Um, we were filming it for a while, and I had just like adjusted myself to where I actually set the camera up, and I was away from the, the body of the camera, and I was just going to take a picture of my phone, and, and all of a sudden he hit it, and I'm like, oh, man, that happened so fast. I how like, I mean, how what were you much feeling? air time did that arrow have? Oh, was it four seconds? About four seconds, I think, is what the, what the average arrow time was. I mean, it seems like yeah. you shoot, and then you're just, like, having a conversation. All of a sudden, then it pops. I mean, that's unbelievable. I bet you he puts his hand on his hip, just waiting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like that. You'd shoot, you'd drop the bow, and you just kind of sit there, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I Actually, when we actually hit the balloon, I thought I had missed. I mean, so I had already shot, and I was already getting ready to kind of reach down to grab another one before I was <clears throat> before you actually see the balloon pop. It was exciting. The funny part is I told Chris, I said, we're not getting lunch until you hit that balloon. Yes, the motivation's there. You hit the balloon. <laughs> the motivation's for everybody at that point. Yeah, and your oh, yeah. groups were, like, fantastic. Eight, so. <laughs> I mean, you see it at yeah. 100, 150, 200. I mean, you're just dead center on all of them. Did you see, did you, did you notice if you guys watched the video again, you could see when Chris hits the balloons at, like, 100, 150, 200. It's like, I mean, it's like, it's money. Like, yeah, boom, it's dead boom, center. Boom. And I think that's important to show that, that show the Bowtech technology on that. And that's why we chose that bow is because we knew it would have the overdrive power to do that. And if people see, especially at 100 yards, like I was blown away by how hard it hit and flat. And just boom, you know, just incredible. Yeah, we're honored for you to choose our product and then to have somebody stretch it out. I mean, we can build a good product, but man, you guys pushed it to its limits. So seeing that it was consistent, did you have to make any adjustments on your site as you started getting farther on a left to right, or was it consistent every time? So I wasn't having uh, from from 100 to, what was it? 150. 150 was what we had those. 100 to 150, I didn't have any issues. 200, I don't think I had any left and right issues other than maybe like a click or two left and right. I mean, I had that bow I had that bow pretty dialed in for exactly what we needed to do. Um, that bow was customized. If you look yeah. at the bow really good in oh, the yeah. video, you'll see the rest is actually above. Is it before it's, or after? Yeah, it's on the outside of the cables, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that you had to set that up tremendously to get that shot. Yeah, so just a little bit in my shot, I knew that I had a fair amount of torque that I induced into a grip. So um, when, I, when I was kind of torque tuning it at 100 yards, that was one of the things I wanted to see how far back I could get that rest. And there was definitely some powder testing going on on that to make sure I wasn't, uh, wasn't getting contact, but, um, but no, I mean, it worked, it worked fantastic. I was the, that overdrive binary system was super easy to work with. Um, we shot a, I shot it a bunch in the comfort mode. I loved the way it felt in comfort mode. Um, but of course, when you're shooting 325 yeah, power. yards, it's not a comfort shot, really. <laughs> so, it, uh, but in performance mode, it was still it was still very manageable. felt felt very similar to target bow. Um, had a great back wall. Good. I'm not a I'm not a limb stop guy. I like the like the cable stops really because of the back the back tension release. The cables cable stops definitely feel a little bit more at home for me. So having those, it was I mean, it was it was a kind of a perfect storm. Everything worked perfectly. For all the tech guys yeah. out there, I mean, the first thing they're going to ask is, how do they do this? I mean, obviously you need the bow, but I mean, you had the rest, you had the sight. What, what were you using as a holdover? 
Say that one more time. What were you using as your holdover? Holdover. Holdover as far as... For your sight. Oh, what? I was aiming it? Yeah. Well, there just so happens if you Knuckle. look... <laughs> so, <laughs> out to about 200 yards, I was about to hit... I was aiming at the target. Um, really? 200, I was aiming a little Think high. Think about that, yeah. Out to so, 200, you're still with the speed of the bow and the adjustment on that sight. You were still... I That's was still impressive. holding two targets. That's um, amazing. That's what um, I was thinking too. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean, we had I had maybe a 30 second of an inch of clearance from my veins, but I wasn't getting contact on the bottom of the scope. I was using a 29 millimeter scope, so a pretty small scope. Um, Odd vein down. Hold, what was that? Odd vein down. No, other way. That was a blade rest. So, yeah, we were still getting so, uh, contact. We weren't getting contact with the, the vein like that. Um. What were we doing with the the holdover? If you look at the the shot where we actually make it, you'll see there's trees behind. Yeah. And uh, if you take those trees and you imagine <laughs> the V underneath your peep. So when I was anchoring, I was looking underneath my peep through the V at my knuckle off the top of the <laughs> the shelf. This is what it takes, people. And I was taking that. When I first drew, I'd bring my knuckle right to the target, and I would go straight up. And then we were getting a wind from the right side of the field that was blowing to the left slightly, just a slight wind. Yeah. And then so I just had to hold a little bit to the left, uh, to the top of one of those trees with that knuckle. And when I think what – I can't remember at this point how many shots. I won't lie and say it no, was the it wasn't, first shot. Yeah, it was, it was so, at least 10 to 20. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere on 10 to 20 shots before. You got to dial it in. You got to get a zero. But then I mean, even at, at 356, you said you got four. Once you found your holdover, you got four on the target? Yeah, yeah just not in the right. It always moved a little bit. But the yeah. problem with the 400 was that by the time we got 356, the wind had picked up, which always happens once you yeah. get towards like a 10, 11 o'clock. And the other issue was Chris had already shot literally 70 shots at different times, and his hand was bleeding. Oh, yeah. Like, Longer draw length and that poundage, too. His hand, from that from that metal yeah. uh, release, his hand yeah. was like, he was, he was blister of blood coming off his hands. I was like, dude, we, we're not going to go much longer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I checked out at that part, so. <laughs> This no, is an amazing are. project. I mean, the fact that you guys planned it to a T and then executed it, I mean, you had the perfect gear. I mean, I, I love the technical side. It's kind of funny because I was shooting long range with a, a rifle this weekend at 400. And with a 308, I'm dialing like 19 and a half MOA. I'm adjusting my holdover. And my mind is blown thinking that you guys are doing this with a bow off a platform at that same distance. And I'm running a 15 power first focal plane optic. You guys are just running. Did you have a magnified lens in the optic? Yeah, we're doing uh, a 30X or 60X. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about oh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm talking scope? about cameras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was running a I was running a six X lens with a number three clarifier and a specialty okay. archer. So when it came to the actual when I was holding on target, and yeah, I mean at 200 yards, I could see I could see the target butt, but I could definitely see the balloon clear. So makes yeah, those hundred yard shots. You could do them in your sleep after something like this. I would, well, yeah, we we competed 100 yards. I mean, a, a typical 14, 40 feet around starts at 90 meters, which yeah. is 90 yards. So I kind of, I don't want to sound cocky, but 90, 90 meters or 100 yards really didn't sound like that much of a challenge. Like, I was excited for the 400 yards. But yeah. I think the, the night before, Ashley, my wife, and I were sitting down talking about it, and this was before the first time we tried it. She's like, remember in the beginning when everyone told you that archery and rifle is like that rule of 10 where – like a 10-yard shot in archery is as hard as a 100-yard shot in, in 
with a rifle and I'm like, well, yeah, I remember that. She's like, you're about to shoot a 400 yard shot or at least try. And I'm like, oh, so 4,000 yards. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's an insane but, setup. Yeah, well, yeah, was, I mean, it was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just so glad to see that, you know, it performed the way it did. You know, for our viewers, what, what they're talking about, the overdrive binary cam system is, again, uh, you know, everybody makes a good product, but really it's something like this. When you're starting to push out to distance and you're maxed out on your angle of elevation, you're running off, you know, a consistent knuckle in the bottom of your peep sight, you know, alignment, everything comes into play. So the fact that our overdrive binary cam system came through for you, um, did you have to uh, paper tune much? You were talking about torque tuning at 100. I did have to do a little paper tuning. So uh, to get a little techie for some people, some people really aren't going to like to hear this. But I knew from my experience shooting outdoor archery at longer distances, period, that a stiff arrow was not going to fly 100, 200, 300 yards. It was going to be a little weaker shaft. So we did end up going with a 400 spines shaft, which at 72 pounds sounds, it's weak. Let's just yeah, be honest. It, you sound crazy. Uh, and then on top of it, we had 120 grains in the front of it. So we weren't dealing with a setup that, I mean, when we say don't try this at home, like we literally mean it. This wasn't don't. a, uh, <laughs> like this isn't the setup that I would tell people. Now we were hitting minimum grain weights. So, and we left the arrow a little longer. And so, I mean, we were hitting I think that the finished arrow weight on that was 350, no, sorry, 365 greens. So you're like so, right there at IBO. Yeah, so we were, I mean, that bow was cooking, <laughs> to say the least. So um, we did have to put a little bit of cam lean into the top and bottom cams, but that's, okay. that, that, that system lets me do that. I mean, I mean, having a bow that you can tune directly to the arrow I mean, or the arrow to the bow. I mean, a lot. it all depends on what your philosophies are to that. But I knew I wanted to shoot that spine arrow, that size arrow, and I wanted to shoot it with that system. So that system was able to be easily manipulated to work perfectly. Uh, which just tells you, I mean, you can shoot shoot whatever you want as long yeah. as you doing it. Because, I mean, yeah, to be honest, the... that's a that's a, a bow tech, you know, at a shop's worst nightmare. Some crazy dude coming in and be like, hey, I got a 70-pound bow. I need you to tune it with these 400 grain long arrows with a 120 <laughs> grain tip. That's a nightmare. So the fact yeah. that that bow was able to tune around it, um, man, that's 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 awesome. Because I was curious if you were running shorter arrows when I saw your rest set up on the outside of the cables, but it sounds like you still still left them long to hit that IBO weight. Yeah, and, that that arrow was a that's a lightweight arrow. Um, I mean, it's. Yeah, it was a little lightweight, so we had to make it a little longer. Um, the original arrows that I did cut for it for my initial testing, I took, uh, I think I took three of them, just kind of cut them right to where I think I would want them to be, and I weighed them out, and they were a little too light. <laughs> they were coming in at 349, and I was like, oh, great, that'll be perfect. I can shoot a, I can shoot 70 pounds. Well, in order to do it, I had to be more than 70 pounds. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it, it would tune right around it, which was nice. And I think I was going to say, I think it's interesting because, you know, people don't realize, you know, how much went in like those those months that Chris Chris had the bow for about five to six months, maybe beforehand. He's probably put thousand shots to that bow. That bow's not been sitting around. That bow's been shot over and over and over. He'd be practicing with it every night at home, just making sure he was ready uh, to do it because he knew the production wasn't going to be a joke. And it was yeah. a lot of people there wasting you know, their time, money, energy being there. So he came prepared. I'm not gonna lie. When he was there, he's pacing everything off, getting ready. 
Um, and it takes a lot to do that. And I think that, you know, obviously this is not something anybody should go try to do. This is done by professional. This organization is professional organization. We don't, you know, we, we do this kind of stuff all the time. It's more of a testing type thing. Um, but we chose Chris because of his technology, tech knowledge and because of his, his uh, target shooting and capabilities. He, I mean, if you watch the video, you'll see how steady he is on every shot. Oh, yeah. Now, keep that in mind because any little movement he does is going to change the whole course of hitting that balloon. So, I mean, he, when you watch it, I actually left clips in that video on purpose so you could just see how he, like, he goes up and he just holds it. And, I mean, think about doing that at that much pounds with a handle release, back, you know, back tension release, <laughs> you know, that many shots. It's, it's pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah, I really enjoyed that you left that in because you can tell he draws back and then you can just tell he settles and he becomes rock solid, which I mean, we could break on the overdrive binary cam systems, but I think what a lot of people uh, might miss is that you were shooting with the Range 6, not the Range 7. And that's been a rule since the tested time that short brace height bows, yes, you benefit from speed, but they're extremely unforgiving and you lose accuracy. So that flex guard, it just really debunks that whole argument. I mean, you're shooting 356 yards with a six inch brace height bow, which if you go back seven, eight years, everybody would say there's no way you could do it. Right. I mean, your your target bow is probably what, seven plus inches, seven and a half? Yeah, I'm a seven, seven and a quarter. Yeah, that's standard. And so was that, did that take you much time to kind of acclimate to is that shorter brace? No, I mean, really, with the way technology is going, I mean, this last year, I mean, I shot a bow for Target that was six and three quarter inch brace height, which yep. going into the year, I was a little nervous about. So, but, um, but I mean, with, with the way bow design is going now and, and the way parallel limbs are, are maintaining tension to this, the actual bow string, I mean, you're, you're not getting the unforgiving shots that maybe a six inch brace height might have done five, seven, ten years yeah. ago. Um, I mean, I know a lot of companies are still making bows with eight-inch brick sights, but if you look at a lot of a uh, lot of the target lineups nowadays, I mean, they're all kind of trickling right around that seven and a quarter to six and three quarters kind of perfect storm. I mean, I don't have a huge draw length that I thought. I mean, I'm 29, 29 and an eighth, right around in there somewhere, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a six-inch brace sight. It, it didn't. It didn't take a lot to get used to at all. That is awesome. Yeah. And what, uh, so one of the things that you mentioned in the overdrive binary cam system to our viewers, um, what we refer to on the accuracy zone and, and the binary cams is really the overdrive binary cams. Whenever we release, release a flagship bow, it's that cam system that we're really building that entire bow around because ultimately you really need what we consider the accuracy zone, which is a perfectly horizontal knock travel and, uh, you know, being able to control getting that string right behind the knock. It's the same thing as, you know, driving down the road. If your car's out of alignment, you know, you could drive for the next year, you know, just slowly pull into the right, or you could take it to a, a mechanic and have them realign those wheels. You know, that's something with the geometry of a bow. The cam is wanting to find a specific spot specifically to the shooter. So that's the cool thing is you're able to tune that bow specifically to you and not just to you, but also to the arrows that you had to use to make this accomplished. So, um, you know, that's the cool thing is we hear testimonies of people being able to take these bows and, and get, you know, perfect tuning through them. But I don't think I've, I've, I've worked here for over 10 years. I don't think I've ever heard a story like this where you <laughs> took so much demand out of a bow to get to that. So, man, kudos to you. Do you feel like you accomplished everything you wanted? See, I, this has been a plan for the last, you said, nine years? 
Uh, no, uh, three years, and then uh, we started we started getting prepared for about nine months. Nine months, okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I still want four hundred, so I'm still yeah. <laughs> I still have a long term goal. I was gonna try to achieve. But uh, <laughs> I got to work out a little bit more. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I, I think it, I absolutely am happy with it. Uh, it's a huge distance. Uh, it's a very big thing to accomplish. Um, uh, and, it, and, it, and I'm just really proud and happy that, you know, it's a very um, credible and well done. My team did an excellent job with this and, and putting it together. Uh, the work that went into it, uh, Chris did an amazing job. His wife, Ashley, who has helped out a lot with this. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better situation to do something like this. And, and, and to, to be the longest shot online now, period, uh, twice. So he's got the 325 and now the 356 uh, is just an amazing uh, accomplishment. Something I don't think you're going to see for a long time and, and you know, um, should really be a world record. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <laughs> well, last shot be, of you guys up it. on that platform and all the trucks in the background and him. I mean, you can tell you guys put a lot into this to make it happen. And, and uh, you know, anybody can get lucky. But at the same time, you put in all four of those arrows in that target at 356 with some wind that you're accounting for. I mean, going back to a rifle, I mean, I can't even imagine making your wind call off a bow. So, I mean, again, kudos to you. I think that's the big thing is those, you got four arrows into that target. You know, you were consistent. You got dialed in, you figured out what the holdover was, and then you were on target. And that just, that just blows my mind. So kudos to you guys. I mean, I couldn't be more excited. And I think it's so cool because it's kind of towards the end of this year. So we got to see the rain kind of, you know, get out to the dealers, win some awards, and then capping it off from you guys doing this. I mean, I couldn't be more proud of it. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely amazing. We thank uh, Botech for being a part of this with us and uh, just being open-minded about ideas like this. And that's that's the key to the industry and, and really uh, driving change to the industry. That's a positive change that, you know, we can work together on projects. We can do different things. I mean, we have to get more hunters hunting. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the Beach Bee Kids, please get involved with that. Everybody out there, we're really working on that this year. we got to get more kids involved in industry and in hunting and archery in general. Uh, but these are the things that we're focused on here is trying to do things like this special projects, but also getting the more kids involved. It's definitely a really important, important thing. Yeah, we here at Botech 100% agree. So, yeah, you keep on coming up with the crazy ideas. We'll keep supplying the product, and uh, we'll have more footage later. Uh, speaking of footage, guys, just want to remind you, uh, if you text WATCH, W-A-T-C-H, to 313131, uh, we can keep you updated nonstop on different hunts, different things that we're going to present to you, um, stuff that you'll definitely find interesting. Also, with our new lineup coming shortly, uh, you will be the first group to see it. So we'll, we'll spread it out to our website, to our social media, but only for those who text WATCH to 313131. That is the first group that we're going to hit uh, with the info on our new lineup. So I uh, just want to plug that. But uh, yeah, incredible job, guys. So Dave, Chris, thank you for coming on the show. Super excited to see what you guys have in the future. Um, I know 400's in your sights, so I'm excited to see how that progresses, whether that's next year or, or years from now. But I, I couldn't be more impressed with what you guys did with this. Thank you so much. All right, take care, guys. Care. Thanks for joining us uh, on this uh, crazy project with uh, Bowhunter Planet. Uh, join us later for some additional projects. Probably not as crazy as this one, but take care. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>